two Vishwat painters here, because I was going to talk about two Vishwat Ishtakal. Okay. <laughs> so, um, is still celebrating. So, um, I may have said this in the past, but I think it was a different Hevra. Is, is, is there a Makar for it? What's the Makar? Is what I'm saying? No, the Well, it's a Mishnah that says, two Bishvat is Rosh Hashanah that doesn't say. That's probably a minhag that goes back to ancient times. Maybe more more held by the Hasidish Oilam than the uh, <coughs> Ancient times when Buxer was actually edible. <laughs> 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 when the Buxer we have now was grown. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it says, who says that there's several things you can learn from a tree. So I'm going to talk about each one. I'll try to mix it into Pasha Yisro, just to be current. So, one of the things you learn from a tree is that the tree works against the force of gravity. Because the, the, the tree sucks up nutrients from the ground, where gravity would usually cause things to fall down, and here somehow it's managing to cause the nutrients from the ground to make its way all the way to the top leaves in the tree. So it works against gravity. So there's a message to us as well, that we have to fight this battle, and we have to work against gravity. So every human being, you have this pull to be more earthly, right? Uh, you know, the offer hachomri is gast, the Masil Sisharm says, the sluggishness of our physicality is very grub, and uh, we, you know, would rather be lazy than be motivated, would rather chill than uh, go and do Avedis Hashem and learn. So we have to fight against the force of the gravitational pull of Agashmias to raise ourselves to be Ruchniyistika people. You find that they say Odomarishan gave a name to everybody. So Kodesh Baruch said, and what name should we give to you? He said, my name should be Odom. What's Epis Odom? Odom means because I come from the dirt. Mm-hmm. Right, so why didn't he pick a name that oh, I am the Shama? Right? Uh, you know, something more uh, lofty. Why did he pick a name Adam? So he wanted to remind himself that that's where he comes from, and by giving himself that name, he was reminding himself that don't let yourself get swept down. Right? Your life is going up the down escalator, right? You have to keep climbing. And so if you know that your name is Adam and you come from the Adama, you'll consider, recognize the need to pull yourself up and remind yourself of, of the mission. And so um, I recently read a Misa that um, this is just a, a, a Bacher fighting against his Yetzir Hora, but it was a Misa, maybe you know the story, there was a battalion of Israeli soldiers that were going on a mission to take back Har Hermoin from the Syrians. And they were, uh, you know, pretty downhearted about it. I mean, you're, you're, 
climbing a mountain against the Syrian troops that are positioned on the higher ground, and you have to take it over, and you know there's going to be casualties. It's not going to be pushing. And so the army got them to go to Migdal Emek to Rebitzah Grossman, to give them chizuk. So we had a whole the whole story about what he did. He took them in. He had them finish writing a Sefer Torah, and uh, he gave them a great time. And then he said to them, it says in the Tosik that the the Koyim, before they go to war, says, Shema Yisrael, Atam, you know, you're coming now into Muhammad, Al-Tiroz, Techos, don't be afraid, and just realize Hashem is with you. So Rashi says over there, he says to them, Shema Yisrael, even if you only have the Zechus of Shema Yisrael, that will be enough. So he said, hey, Baze, we're going to say Shema Yisrael now. And he said Shema Yisrael, and they all repeated Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekenu Hashem Echad, it was a Muyudika, his Slavos, and Anyway, they went the next day and they took back the, the mountain and none of them were killed. So, uh, Bocher writes a letter back to Charlie Kozanski, who wrote the story, and he says, I read the story and I said to myself, I have a fat battle against the Yetzirah. I can also win the battle. We also can say Shema Yisrael and go into the battle. And I've been Matzliyah, Hashem. So this is the challenge. You have to somehow fight the battle. Was, I just read a Misa. There were two Bochum who came to a yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael from South America. Now, if you know South America, there's a big sport they call soccer. Um, we it's, had not, a, it's not called soccer. What? It's not called soccer. Hadorega. <laughs> and we had, a, we had a, a year to move to Denver. He... Um, he was a superstar in soccer. He played, uh, you know, he played in the big leagues there, and he became a care. And he came to Denver, and I had him speak for the yeshiva. I told him both of his story. So, like, uh, he started off. He said that he had a rebbe in Asia Torah, Rabbi Sinclair, who used to be uh, involved in movies and everything like that. So when he would tell his story, he would talk about some other person. So this bocher, this, this guy, uh, yeah, he, he said to his rabbi, that's a story about you, why are you saying it's... So he said, I don't want my children to know, you know, uh, I don't want my children to know what I did in my past life, right? You know, uh, so um, like I saw a woman, a Chinese woman, that um, he spoke at the Third Masora Convention. So she also was a kiyoiris. She did performances in Denver. and she So she used to be a rockette in Broadway, you know. So she says, when am I going to tell my kids I was a rockette, you know? <laughs> so so he says, he, he, he tells a story. He says, this is my story, but one day it's going to be somebody else's story. <laughs> you know? So anyway, he, he was a superstar. And uh, somehow or other, he just... He must have had it within him. Maybe he comes from Murano's or something like that. That he was a guy. And, um, he, 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 the, the mashkiach of the culture in Denver saw him once in the supermarket. And he thought it was a bocher. So he called and said, what are you doing in King Supers? He turns around and says, oh, I didn't realize it was you. He says, I want you to know, when 70,000 people called out my name in the stadium, it wasn't as choshev as you calling me now and thinking I was a yeshiva bacher. <laughs> yeah. So I call upon him. These these two kids came to, to to yeshiva from South America. They were addicted to soccer. 
And they try to learn, but every once in a while they disappear to watch a soccer game. So one time they got caught and they threw them out of the yeshiva. So they went to Ravon Leib Steinman. And Ravon Leib says, listen, I can get you back into the yeshiva, but you have to promise for one month, no soccer. They said, okay. They realized two weeks later that a major game is going to be played in two weeks, like whatever, the soccer ball, <laughs> Super Bowl. And the so World Cup. They didn't know what to do. Maybe it was the World Cup. So they went back to Byron Lake. They said, we made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't have, but it's not shy. So Byron Lake said, listen, and he tried to understand what it's all about, but he couldn't have how something could be so meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> so finally he said to them, listen, I, I can't understand, so I'm not going to ask you to watch it. But one thing I'll tell you, if you don't do it, and you miss Gaber, I promise you that the Sharei Siyata Deshmai will be open for you. So they both decided, okay, I'm giving up the soccer. And it, both of them were Zoycher, come out right away to tremendous Siyata Deshmai. One of them became the top Bachman All of a sudden, everything opened up. He got the best Chavrusas. He steigt the veld. He made a Shidduch. His, his father-in-law took care of him, supported him. Lock, stock, and barrel, the whole thing. His whole life was set up. The other Bachman had been in an accident and his family was fighting this lawsuit for years. And they, they wouldn't budge. And as soon as he made that Kabbalah, right, the, they, the family won a ton of money. Right? So he was Zeichet to Shtikal Ashiris. This other book was Zeichet to Godless and Tyre. So sometimes you have to fight the Yetzirah, you have to go against the, the gravitational pull. And um, so that's one of the miles of a tree. The other mile of a tree is that it grows very tall. It also has to recognize how tall he is, how great he is, what it means to be a, a yid, right? To what it means to be, uh, like it says in this week's parsha, Ramlechas Koyhan and the Goykabish. It's a, a pride, you know, to be a yid. It's interesting that the parsha is called Parsha's Yisrael, right? So Yisrael gives this Eitzah, and that's the Hakdomba to Matan Torah. This Yisrael's Eitzah, that to Sechza, because Om Anche. So, and, and uh, Parsha Mamish comes right after the story of Amalek. So it says that Yisrael saw the Maisa Amalek, he heard about the Maisa Amalek, and he came. And so you have to understand, why is the Parsha that has the most important event in the history of the world came out, given the name of Yisrael, who's a gayer, right? And, and, and it comes after at the heels of Amalek. So the, the, there's a shot that the Ishbitzer Rebbe says, the Meishe Luach, he says over that Yisro chapt, that when Klaal Yisro was fetching and complaining, and there was period in Klaal Yisro, Amole came. Amole is the Taiva Yavakesh Nifra, and each person has wants to have his own Boma and be his own Balbos and rule over the next person. But Yisro chapt, everybody needs to feel important. Everybody needs to feel needed. He said part of the problem why they're complaining that Moshe had to say, Oid ma'adus koluni. He says, you know what the problem is? You are so great, nobody is anything. You're running the show. You're everything. Everybody needs to feel 
a little bit outstanding, but it's like, you know, in front of the Moshe Rabbein, it's like lighting, putting a flashlight in them on a sunny day. It doesn't do anything. You need to give people a sense of hashiv, a sense of worth, a sense of feeling that I'm contributing, I'm worthwhile, I'm valuable. So you have to create a system that is sorry asoris and sorry chamisha and sorry mayors. Give everybody a feeling of having a hashivas. Being a part of something that he counts, he's important. And said, then you're going to see that the nation will be a different nation. But what you're doing is not—it's not good what you're doing because everybody feels. You know, one guy runs the show, and everybody else is just uh, as they follow along. And everyone wants to feel in yeshiva. You see, everybody wants to be a macher. Right? You know, uh, this guy wants to run the kitchen, and this guy wants to be the gabba, and this guy wants to down for the yomud, and this guy wants the lane. And the, you know, everybody has to have something where he gets a shtickle harocha, and that's what you know. Everybody needs a shtickle hagba, right? You know, and so um, that's the. That's the so that was the hakdama. That each person has to feel the shtikel tool. That's the yisoyed for him. You have to recognize uh, you have a chashivas shabbat chabonim yikoloam and what that means. That um, who we are. Yid has to know that. Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah. The malachim said malu yelud isha beinayin. So Hashem uh, said he came to get the Torah. So they said uh, the Torah you're giving it to the people this meshiga right the tenochayit chabashemayim. So Moshe, Hashem said to Moshe, okay, now you have to give him an answer. So Moshe said, uh, I'm afraid, these are fire-breathing angels. They can, they can incinerate me. So uh, Hashem said to them, hold my kisei akob and give him a teretz. So uh, let's hear it from Rabbi Yitzhak Kurzan. He said, that the pshat is that Moshe gives him a poshet of teretz. We go down to Mitzrayim. Look at the Torah. The Mitzrayim, you write You have parents that you have to have kibbutz of the aim. You do business that you need chayish and mishpat. You eat that you need kashrus. What, what, what do you? What's your happening? So Hashem says, Moshe, you're giving them the right answer. But you think because what you're saying to them is, we are human beings, so we need the Torah. They say, are you crazy? You need the Torah because you're human beings, frail human beings who need to eat and all of that. That's why you need the Torah? Well, burn me alive. So Kaddish Baruch says, hold on to my Kisei HaKovet. You have one hand on the Kisei HaKovet. You don't realize the greatness of a Yid. A yid is holding the kisei hakovet. That's how great you are. You're greater than malachim. Don't be afraid of the malachim. Yes, you're a human being. Yes, you're frail and you have all the challenges. But you have one hand on the kisei hakovet. That's your greatness. So you have to realize it. You, you, tell, you stand tall. Don't 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 look at yourself as in a negative. Recognize the chashivas of what it means to be a yid. Yet at the same time. As tall as you grow, it can't be at the expense of somebody else. You have to give shade like a tree. A tree gives shade, protects people. People can protect it from the tree, they can eat the fruit. You have to give to other people. And as tall as you are, you can't be at someone else's expense. So there's a mice, a couple of mice, I'm going to share with you. One mice, the dua, maybe it. There was a year, Rabbi Shraga Feivel Frank. Uh, he had three daughters. He died relatively young, and he told his wife that he had a stickle money. He told his wife, I want you to marry our daughters to the best buffer in Yeshiva. 
you get the best bracha you can get. Four so, daughters. Yes, four daughters. So he says the first first daughter they got engaged to her iron box. And so they're engaged and he sees that the Schwiger something's bothering her. So he says to his column, your mother-in-law seems your mother seems unhappy. What's the problem? So she says, My father told my mother to marry me to the best Bachar Yeshiva. And after we got engaged, my mother heard that Rav Moshe Mordechai Epstein was the best Bachar in Yeshiva, not you. So she's a little So he said to her, I don't want to hurt the Almana. I'm not, I don't have any kindness. If you want to break the Shidduch and get engaged to him, I'm not going to stand in the way. I don't want to see your mother hurt. So he broke the shit up. She got engaged to Moshe Epstein. Years went by, and the Alta from Slabotka calls her Byron Box, and he says, I want you to be the Rosh Hashiv in Slabotka. So he says, no. So Alta couldn't understand. He says, well, I don't understand. I'm offering you the greatest shteller in the world, the Rosh Hashiv in Slabotka. What could be better than that? Why wouldn't you take it? That he was a murder to London. So he finally didn't want to say anything. He finally out insisted. He said, if I take that Steller, the Rebetzin is going to be so tzabrocha that she realized she broke the shidduch with me. She engaged her daughter to the Moshe Mordechai, and now I become the Russian Steller. You make with Moshe Mordechai Rosh Hashim. I can't do it. And so he gave up the Steller to the Moshe Mordechai. Right? So he could have become great. He could have been the Rosh Hashim in Slabotka, but not at the places of the Almana, not in her feelings. That's godless. That's amazing godless that a person can show. Could be he got a Shtelma too there, I'm not sure, but, but Lemaisa, he gave away something, Russia, for the feelings of the. I think they told Lemaisa with the Taz, the Taz doing the Cossack uprising. What? Well, one of them married, this is Alman Meltzer, who was Rabbi Kotl Schwer. One married with Sheftel Kramer, whose daughter I married with Runeman. I don't know the fourth one. Baruch Horowitz was a Ram in Slovakia, and he was killed in one more. Okay. So he did pretty good for. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in any case, so for the Taz. Was he lived during the Cossack uprising in 1648, 1649. And so he and his wife were running away, the whole running away from place to place to avoid the Cossacks. After the war, things quieted down. He said to his wife, You know, there was one Mila, this whole Takufa. Nobody gave me covered, nobody knew who I was. You know, I was just, uh, I'd like to continue living that way. So they, she said, fine, okay. So they found some shtetl to live in, some city, moved to the city, and he sat in the basement to learn. Nobody knew who he was. He was just a yid learning. So um, one day he comes home and his wife is crying. He says, what's the matter? She says, well, we have no money. Can't get credit anymore in the grocery, in the bakery, or whatever. He says, okay, I have to go to work. So he got himself a job in the schlach place doing trebering. So, uh, fine, making a little money, bringing home money, they have what to eat. And uh, one day there's a Shiloh. So um, the, the Shiloh came up and he paskin, didn't think much about it. 
And slowly but surely, again, to realize this guy knows his stuff, so he started to show him Shilas here and there. And so he's Paschalim the Shilas in the Shlachtais. You know, nobody thought he was uh, anybody special. But he had a knows how The Rav in town gets wounded to the fact that somehow I haven't had a Shilas from the Shlachtais in two weeks. What's going on? He sends his Gabbai. The Gabbai comes back and says, This is it over there, Paschalim the Shilas. Uh, those days, if you Paschalim Shilas against the Rav, they didn't take it lightly. So they called him in. He said, who do you think you are? Chutzpah, you're Paschalim Shilas? So those days you had to stand in the corner of the shul if you were vazed or wrong, and the people walked by and spit on you. And that was the, the way the rub was given covered. There was those, you stood in the corner like a bad boy, and you got spit on. And so for three days he had to stand there and uh, and, and take the bazillionist, and he was fine. He was okay. You know, so the third day, a little girl walks in with a chicken, Ask a shayla to the rov. Chicken was kosher enough. When the rov feels the chicken, and he says it's treif. So she's walking down. This girl knows this is all they have to eat for the rest of the week, and she's crying. So the ta sees this girl crying. He says, "What's the matter?" She says, "The rov just treifed up my chicken, or nothing to eat for the rest of the week." She says, "Let me see the chicken." So he feels the chicken. and He says, "It's kosher. Don't worry." He says, "But the rabbi said it's not kosher." Says, Go back to the rabbi and tell him to look at it again. He says, I, he already told me it's straight. He's not going to... He says, tell him to look in your Adeus and in Pezai and sit cuddle on the Gimel and the Taz. So he makes sure that she gets to remember it, that she goes to him, and he says, I already passed him this trade. She says, why don't you check in Simon Pezai and Shulchan Aras, sit cuddle on the Zayin and the Taz. So, okay, he checks, and he realizes that it's Takakosha. He says, wow, it's really kosher. Who told you this? You didn't learn the Taz. So she says, that guy over there, that was spitting on, he told me. So he calls him over and he finds out he's talking the Taz. And all of a sudden, everybody's mechabed him and they betzach mechil and they kneel down to him. And they, you know, uh, and that's the end of his being incognito. So they asked him, you wanted to, what did you have to open your mouth and, and paskin on the chicken, right? You, you blew it, you blew your cover. And so he says, I want to be a tzaddik, but not at somebody else's expenses. I'm not going to be a tzaddik at the expense of hurting the girl's feelings, hurting the family. That's not the way you do it. So you have to grow as a tree, but you have to give shade to other people. And the last mile of the tree is you can take a branch of a tree, you can run it under the ground, and you can surface it someplace else, and you'll grow another tree. You can, you know... Mother calls it Havracha, like you know, the knee, it goes under the ground, it comes back up someplace else. So the same thing by Yidin, we don't realize what we impact in other places. When you act the way a Yid should act, you create an impact. It has a hashbal. You may not even notice things that you do that have an impact on other people and, you know, make a roishan. And, uh, you know, it's uh, like the was some black woman standing by the checkout counter and um, their kid is bothering her about uh, some candy he wants. She says, Tyrone, those candies are not kosher. So somebody asked her, when do you keep kosher? She said, I don't keep kosher but when the Jewish men, women say that. It always works. So I figured, you know, so there's hashpah, but I'll call upon him. There's a uh, we, we have that koyach to be mashpia. There was a mice that a woman became from in the clinic in Eretz Yisrael. And um, they asked her, what made you from? So she said, Emma says, my daughter became from, and I saw how happy she was. I became from. 
So, but they asked him, what about your daughter? How did she become from? He says, oh, you want to know? That's a story. Okay, tell me this story. So she said, I work in this clinic, and people come every day, and there's a lot of excitement, and people are nervous, and people are, you know, uptight, and they're waiting their turn, and they're waiting too long, and they're shepherding, and they're... And I see this one lady comes in, she comes in for a certain treatment every week, she walks in, she opens up her sitter, and she sits down and daven. She's calm, serene. Nothing seems to bother her. It seems to me like she opens that book and she starts reading. The whole world is just at peace. And I wanted a piece of that. So I went over to her. I said, can I have one page of your sitter? So she said, sure. And she went to the copy machine. She copied me a page and she gave it to me. And every day I said that page. This, that was what I accepted on myself. I'm going to say one page of the sitter. One day I looked, what am I actually saying? She was saying, Birchus HaTayram. And, and we, we, we dive into our Kodesh Baruch Hu, Anachnu Enu said, when I realized what I was davening, I knew one of my children would become from. Ha-chava. My daughter became from, and because of that, I became from. You never know what you can accomplish when you act the way you're supposed to act. And they see the Neimus, the Erlichkeit, whatever you're supposed to see, it has a tremendous Koyach. So, um, so you just, that's what you have to realize. We have this tremendous Koyach. There's one last uh, lesson that I think um, one Ataina that you learned from Tu Bishvat. And that is that there's a minig on Tu Bishvat to daven for an Esrig. So if you didn't uh, daven yesterday for an esrig, so um, it'll cost you a few hundred dollars more this year, but you'll get a good esrig. But I'll call upon him. Uh, what's the inyit to daven for an esrig? What does it mean? So I was trachting that Efshid the Pshad is like this. The, we know the Arba Minim represent every facet of Klal Yisrael. The Arabah said, the without any Tam Bereach, the Hadassim have Reach, no Tam, the Lulaf has Tam the Reach. And the Esrig is the quintessential Yid with Maisim Toyim Toyra, with Maisim Toyim Alamilas. So, come Subishvat, you look at the tree, and you'll say to somebody, you see those trees? You know, in a couple of months, they're going to be covered with green foliage, with leaves, and beautiful fruits are going to be growing. You say, you got to be kidding, the tree is barren, there's nothing there, what are you, it's going to start growing? How's that going to happen? Right? It's barren, garnished. It's, it's, it's an empty tree. Say, so, no, but there's something going through the tree called sap that's going to eventually trigger the growth of the tree. And you'll see, in a few months, the trees will be green and beautiful. The same thing, you sometimes look at yourself in the winter of your life and you see, what, what am I worth? What have I produced? I'm barren. I don't have, haven't produced anything, haven't accomplished anything. But there's something running through you called an ashama that can produce more the fruits. So a person sometimes can look at himself in Tubishvat and say, you know, maybe I can daven that I become an esrik, that I'll become that yid with and maisim taivim. I can become that special person that has all the milas because I have an ashama. And even if I look at myself and I see myself empty and barren, but with that neshama I can accomplish great things. So uh, we should realize that within ourselves there's somebody very special. Was, uh, I told the mice, I guess, in the past, the Yid, who said to the Baal Shem Tov, he wants to see Eliyahu Anavi. So the Baal Shem Tov said, if you want to see Eliyahu so <clears throat> this is what you should do. There's an almona, 
She lives on the outskirts of town, very poor. Go to her for Yantiv on Rosh Hashanah. Make them a nice Yantiv. And maybe you'll be Zaycha. So he goes to the Alman, he brings his wagon, he asks if he can stay by them for Yantiv. So she says, I have no money, I have no food. He says, don't worry, I brought all the food. So he goes to them, he stays there for Yontiv, and he brings honey cake and cookish cake and whatever they can want. And, you know, and he, he dabbles with the children and he says, tells them stories and they have the suda and he dips the apple in the honey and all the, makes a Yontiv, a beautiful Yontiv. Comes back, uh, he says to Balsha, I didn't see Eliono. I, I, I gave him such a beautiful Yontiv, Chonishkas and Eliono. So the Balsham says, I'll tell you what, go back again for the suda Marsekis. Bring them a suitem of seconds. Okay, loads up his wagon with all sorts of goodies. He's on his way. Comes to the house, walking up the path to the door. He overhears the girl say to the mother, Mama, what are we going to do? It's almost Yom Kippur. We have nothing to eat for the suitem of seconds. So the mother says, Shefala, don't worry. Just like the Abishta sent us Eliyahu and Navi for Rosh Hashanah, he'll send them us. He'll send them to Yom Kippur. Sometimes you have to realize you don't have to look all over you. It's in within you. Within you, you have that neshama that runs through you that will produce the peiris that will be the, the beautiful, most beautiful esrik possible. So uh, perhaps it's a message in the middle of the winter when we sometimes feel, uh, you know, we're distant from the Yom Hanayroyim and uh, we don't see the Tzlocha. But you have to know, as long as you have your neshama and you keep on working on yourself, be so to great things. Yet Hashem. Shkoyach.